is Chase Sexton. You're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. What's up? Seven Deuce Trace here on the Moto X Pod Show. Yo, yo, we are back for another episode of the Moto X-Pod show. This week it's episode 169, and I want to thank our title sponsor, Torque One Racing, providing high-quality economical performance parts. Check out TorqueOneRacing.com for grips, handlebars, shifters, brake pedals, and more, and let them know that the Moto X-Pod show sent you. Sent, uh, follow them on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, etc. Also, Shock Socks, All Sport Dynamics, Wrist Braces, Blood Lubricant Oils, Fly Racing, Power Band Racing, the Cherubies, X-Brand Goggles, Williams Moto Works, and Extre- Extreme Hel- geez, Extreme Colors Helmet Painting. I just dropped off yesterday one of my formulas to Kirk to paint for me. Looking to get that uh, custom look on it. I think everybody needs at least one custom painted helmet. Um, we're going to talk about some of our sponsor stuff here in just a second, but I want to tell you about episode 169. We've got Mr. Zach Osborne coming on. Obviously, we're just a few days away from the first national 2020 at Loretta Lens, and we've got freestyle legend Jared McNeil coming on. Um, I, you know, I don't follow freestyle a ton, but I did some, you know, some video watching and checking this guy out. Jared is a badass. I'm sure most of you guys probably know a little bit about him. Uh, and then I've got Sean Casey coming on from Icon CBD. He reached out to me a few weeks ago. Said he's been he's a pulp listener and started listening to our show, and he started this Icon CBD business. So we're going to talk to him about that a little bit. But uh, first up, I want to tell you about uh, our, our co-host, who has been in here a couple times now, Mr. Scotty T. What's, What's up? good? What's good, Dark Side? It's going good, man. It's going good. Had a good weekend. Got to do, uh, You got to do a little racing, did so little... we're going to talk to you about that. Yep. But to let everybody know, TJ and I talked about it. TJ's not able to be in studio very often. Uh, and, you know, you've been, you've been bringing it when you're here, man. I've been enjoying your company. I've been enjoying your questions, what you bring to the show. So we're making you official part of the Moto X-Pod show. Yeah, I'm pumped. I'm stoked to get the opportunity, and um, I guess I'm glad to, that it worked out. And, and like I said, I'm just going to keep bringing it, and yeah. I hope everybody enjoys hearing me and uh, just kind of, I don't know, bring a different perspective. So I'm pumped and looking forward to the future and who I'll get to talk to. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. It's good to have somebody else in here to, with me to talk to. I'm sure a lot of the listeners don't want to hear just me. And TJ's just super busy right now trying to take care of his family. Uh, when the oil field kind of took a dive, it made it really difficult. You know, he was already not here that much because he was out on the oil field all the time. Now he's hot shotting and he's just he's on the road all the time. So it is what it is. Eventually, hopefully, he'll be back in studio. Um, so I, I said something about mentioning the sponsors. So we got a couple things. Fly Racing, one of our big sponsors. This week we are going to give away a set of the 2021 brand new light gear. That's the gear with the pant, uh, the new the boa in the front. No zipper, no clasp. This thing is streamlined. I believe the pants weigh like 0.9 pounds. It's the athletic fit. Uh, it's my favorite gear that Fly Racing makes. We're going to give a set of that away. We'll tell you how here in a little bit. You're going to have to keep listening for that. Uh, it's that time of year where, as riders, amateur guys, if you do this, you reach out to the sponsors because they start setting their budget, usually end of August, early September. That's when most of these companies take their sponsors. So 
We've been working on our stuff too. We're working on getting the Cherubies back. Uh, Torque One is already signed on for another year. So uh, a few of these sponsors will be coming back. Uh, maybe, uh, well, I know for a fact we have a new sponsor coming on, a, a graphics company. I'm not going to tell you who it is just yet. We're going to announce that come September 1. But look for some cool deals with some really badass graphics if you guys are looking for a graphics company. We're going to be able to help you out pretty soon. Um, so, well, let's talk about you first, Scotty T. Uh, you raced at Swan this weekend. How did yeah. that go for you? You raced the night race I didn't know. I had to work Saturday night. Okay. Um, I went. I went. All I did was go out there Saturday, and I uh, hit up Preston at uh, MX Tires and got some new shoes on the old Honda 125. And uh, then I went to work Saturday night. Sunday came out and raced the uh, two-stroke amateur class. Okay. How'd that go? I was. It was a really weird day. Uh, Double gated with the novice class. First corner pile up. <laughs> Don't know how I rode out of that. Kind of rode a couple bikes like a surfboard. No nice. scra- no sc- no scrapes or scratches, so that was good. A little bit of tweak bars, uh, and then I actually passed one kid, and then some a weird day I went like five two for second overall. So okay, I did that. We actually have a pretty there's like four of us that it, like can there's one round left. It's at the pro challenge, and all four of us technically can win. We're like oh wow after they do after they drop their races and yeah, you know, they yeah. only count in a certain amount. Ooh, so, it's gonna so, be uh. Yeah, there's literally four of us that are within like it's five points. Could be a little points. bit of suspense in that class. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So it's it's fun. It's cool. Like I mean, I'm I'm getting older now, and so riding with those young kids, it kind of it's it's different. How old are you? Older. Uh, well, I'm then those kids. I'm twice the age of them than the kids I'm racing against. Well, how old are you? Twenty nine. Yeah. All right. I, I mean, you're still a young pup compared to me, but that's cool though, man. Good yeah. for you. I mean, you had a good time though. You had yeah, fun. That's it was really uh, it was it, it was just one of those kind of gnarly days yeah you're kind of ready, glad it's done but it was when you look back <laughs> it was really cool because it was yeah. like like i don't think i raced my second race to like 6 30 so it was like no comment it, yeah it I'm was stay a, away from that it was a day yeah i'll bet um so like i said nationals starting this week uh yeah, obviously pumped. loretta lynn's amateur nationals just finished we'll work on getting some of those kids on probably next week so okay. not going to talk about it a whole lot i watched I didn't get to watch a lot of it. I watched some I, Saturday. I watched. I, I it was kind of one of those things where I found the racer TV thing on my phone. I've done that for the past couple yeah. of years, and I kind of just like had it on, like whether I was in the car, had okay. it on to the side, or at the house. Yeah. I just kind of like kept it on and tried to follow as much as I could. I just, I don't know. I, I think uh, Wygant and Kevin Kelly and a couple of those other guys, they they're so laid back because they're all day, and it's just they keep it going man they really Dude, they make it really interesting what i listened to on saturday i thought was great i think there were some people i didn't see it but i i heard some people responding to some people that were complaining saying that they were lame or or like their jokes were i don't know they were they're hating as H- people haters do haters hate but like dude First of all, it's really it's hard to do this show for an hour and a half. Twelve and talk about hours stuff. for five. Yeah, days. for five days, yeah. those guys are killing it. It's props to those guys. Uh, amazing what they did. You know, I, I did get to see my boy Ryder D sweep his, yeah. his classes. Got to see Max Volan, another friend of the show. You know, win his class. Uh, you know, and and watching. Uh, congratulations to our friend Chris Kiefer for winning the yeah. championship. Man, he proud of you, buddy. And Aiden, you know, Aiden didn't do what he wanted to do, but I think he came away with uh, lessons learned and some good stories. And we're going to hear all about that on the Pulp Show and some Kiefer Pods coming up. So congratulations to those guys. We'll we'll talk about that. But, okay, the Nationals are about to start, so we're having Zach on tonight. Mm -hmm. Big news dropped this week with Kenny Roxon's not going to compete. Uh, he's out. Actually, it must be news. You didn't know that. Okay, so this, this, I think it officially dropped yesterday. I'd heard about it possible the day before. 
Uh, Christian Craig's going to take his place. Wow. So Kenny's out. I mean, there. You know, I just listened to Daniel Blair's main event, four fifty national preview show yesterday. I guess maybe before. You know, maybe the day before, but they had recorded it like a couple weeks ago. Okay. So you know, they, they were a couple of guys were picking Kenny to do well, or you know, and then there's some guys that really who knows what he's going to do because of the issues he's had. And you know, now we know he's not going to race at all. Man, there's something really crazy going on. Before you respond. We're going to talk more about the 450 Nationals and our thoughts when we get Sean from Icon CBD on. Okay. We're going to give him a chance to talk with us. But I do want to get your thoughts on this now that it's news to you. So what do you think about well, Kenny not racing? I know that he has like the immune, like all that. Stuff, yeah, singles. he's got some immune system issues. So is supposedly, it I mean, yeah, I know he was the first one to shut off the pits before they canceled the races when the Corona things started. So I don't know. I guess I'm assuming that it stemmed from that or. I have Nobody no idea. Knows. I mean, he's been having problems. You know, if you look at last year, even like he's been having struggles. I hate to see. It he's go that just. Way. I. I. I don't know Kenny well at all, so I can't. I don't have anybody to reach out to, but I just get the feeling he's just he can't get a hundred percent. It seems yeah. like, and he's got to be stressed, and Honda's got to be stressed. Uh, you know, they just re-signed him recently. You know, and then like he's not performing. And they. And that. I mean. Brayton's pretty much Supercross only, so they have, like, nobody. Right, so. and Brayton's going to ride Penrite Honda, I believe. Oh, so that's not even the same yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a different team. So, I, you know, we got – because Chase is riding the, is the other bike. Oh, okay, because right? he moved Sexton. up. That's right. Yeah, so Christian's going to fill in. And I saw some people online say, why not Malcolm Stewart, which wouldn't have been a bad pick. Yeah. Malcolm would do be good at factory Honda, but Christian's getting that ride. Happy for Christian. Christian's a great dude. So good, good relationship with Honda. Yeah. So uh, you know, let's just give me your thoughts on Christian filling in for Kenny. Uh, what do you think? You know, what? I mean, uh, Christian gets good starts. Hondas get good starts. So he's been on a Honda. He's been on that Geico team. I think he'll be all right. I mean, he's he can top ten all day, and as yeah. long as they're getting on, getting up in there. It's it's funny you just said the top ten, right? So we had Benny on a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. Benny Bloss, and Benny was on Pulp last week and said, "Man, I'm hoping for top fives. Uh, you know, and really, really would like a podium, top three. Yeah. But think about the list of guys. Everybody I mean, wins. you know, I want to talk about this more, but we got Eli, who's the most dominant guy in the outdoors right, lately. Um, we've got Zacho, who came off a win in Supercross and is ready. Yeah. Like, we haven't talked to him yet. We're about to talk to him, but yeah. the dude's going to be he's on my fire. He's my number two, really. Yeah. Or actually, he's my number three. Cooper Webb is my number two. So there's, like, to me, a pretty consistent podium probably right there then you got jason anderson yep. marvin's back he's not going to be maybe on top form but he's no slouch and he's better at outdoors right so uh you know and then we, we've got dino who can throw a good race yeah. in you know and then uh mike i'm just trying to go through some of the other guys um barsha can get yeah hot. barsha uh and then Brock's going to be on yamaha i don't really think he'll be up there too often but there's a lot of guys that you could say hmm all those guys probably should be top five, but they can't all be. Yeah, yeah. It's not gonna. So, I don't think it's gonna be like those days where Carl Michael and Reed and all those guys were a minute ahead, and then there's right. Yeah, it's but it's, those days are. Gone. I don't know that I see Christian getting top tens. Yes, probably, but like top six, seven. I I don't know, man. I don't think so. Yeah, because I've always I've always thought of him to do good in the West Coast stuff, and there's really not. Right. I mean, Paula. Well, yeah, everybody says he's better out there, and then the first race of the year is Loretta's, which is going to be freaking yeah. so rutted and so deep. Have you gotten any more word on what the track's going to look like? TJ was talking about it this weekend a little bit. What They were, they were going to add something. 
Man, I can't. So even... same layout. They're just going to add. They're stuff. adding some stuff, and I think they're going to change the obstacles to the jumps to some degree. But I don't know. I really know. To answer your question, no, I really don't know a lot. So yeah. but we're going to get more into this when Sean comes on the phone. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I think that's really all the stuff I want to touch on right now. Uh, I'm just looking over my notes. Let me pause it. Okay, so we uh, we took a quick little pause there, so that may seem awkward, but we were discussing how to give away this light, fly light gear line for this month. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do very much like the Pulpamex Fantasy Show. You guys, if you want to win the light gear, uh, it's got, I just thought about this. Some people don't listen to the show right away. Let's do two weeks of what we're about to say. So okay. Loretta's, and where is round two? Got it. I've got it. I don't it have the schedule out. in front of me. Wherever round uh, two, uh, Washougal. Okay, that's right. Yeah, I was thinking Washougal because Elizabeth Hooker, Hooker was just talking to me about that. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do a, a basically like Pulp Mix Fantasy. I want you guys to email me at MotoXPodShow, MotoXPodShow at gmail.com your top three finishers for Loretta's in each class, and we're gonna basically do like fantasy, right? We're gonna do your points. You get whatever points they finish per moto. Uh, or whatever their, to- their overall finish is, that's what you're going to get points-wise. Um, and then we're going to do a wild card. What did you say? What place? 12th place. 12th place. Pick a 12th place wild card finisher. And we're going to do that two weeks in a row. So this week and next week in Washougal. And then we'll, we'll total all the points. And hopefully we can figure this out. Um, hopefully it won't be too janky. <laughs> so and, and we'll pick a winner. And if we have a tie, if the wild card doesn't fix it, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out, right? The show's not that professional. so But we'll figure it out. So just email me, motoxpodshow at gmail.com, your top three finishers overall for Loretta's in the 450 class and the 250 class, and your wild card 17th, 12th, 12th I don't know why I can say <laughs> Jesus, I can't, 12th place for this week. And then we're going to do the same thing at Washougal. If you want to send your picks in now for both races, I don't care. If you want to wait till Washougal, we will announce the winner the Tuesday after Washougal. If that doesn't make sense, email me and ask me to re-explain it. But anyway, that's what we're going to go with for a set of fly light gear. And uh, I hope to get a bunch of a bunch of people entering because I've met some people this weekend out at South Central that listen. And the guy, one of the guys had his, I, I believe it was his girlfriend there, and she rode. And I'm about 99% positive she didn't ever enter when we gave away women's light gear. And that guy was like, damn it, enter. Enter the contests. Just enter. It's easy. You get yeah. free stuff. Uh, Blood Lubricants just texted me today, Jeff, and he's sending us some, some stuff to give away. So we're going to be doing some cool giveaways. You got to enter, though. Um, other than that, let's take our quick first break, and we'll be back with Zach Osborne. We all know engine oil is the lifeblood of our machines. That's why you need blood lubricants for the highest level of performance and protection. Manufactured here in the USA and designed to handle the heat and humidity. Blood lubricant oil lines such as Pro Elite Series, Pro Series, and the new Scorpion Blood will exceed all your needs. Whether you race moto, sprint cars, side-by-sides, or anything else, blood lubricants has you protected. Tests have shown that engines can run up to 30 degrees cooler while using blood. Just ask Chris Kiefer. DJ TJ and I trust blood lubricants in our machines, so you can too. Go to bloodlubricants.com to order today. Don't forget to check out their Chain Lube, Two Stroke Premix, Polyclean, and many other products. Use promo code MOTOX to support the Moto X Pod Show. Hey Kylie, does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way, Kathy. He uses shock socks. 
the original and number one 10 second removable fork sill protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork sills. So if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork sills, get Shock Socks. Go to shocksocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too. If you're anything like me, you remember back in the late 80s, early 90s, all the cool custom painted helmets that you'd see on Supercross. Jeremy McGrath, Jeff Emig, Damon Bradshaw, all the top riders had custom painted helmets tricked out and I was super jealous. I could never afford to get one done. Now there's an option, extreme colors. When you're rolling up to the line with a custom painted helmet, it's one of the coolest feelings you can have. Kirk Hunter has been painting helmets since 1998 and his price is still the same. $295 gets you a professional, one-of-a-kind paint job on your lid. Just contact Kirk at xkhelmetpainting at gmail.com or go to motoxpodshow.com and check out the contact links. Now you too can have a custom painted helmet just like Jeremy McGrath and be the envy of all your friends at a reasonable price. Follow him on Instagram at X-T-R-E-M-E-K-O-L-O-R-S, Extreme Colors. Let them know the Moto X-Pod show sent you. All right, our first guest of the night is brought to you by Fly Racing. Since 1998, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible. This year, they have once again revolutionized the industry with a light pant, uh, with the BOA system in the front. We're giving a set of that away, as we guys told you earlier. And the new Formula CC came out this year. A little lower price version of the Formula helmet with the Rayon technology. Hit up flyracing.com. But tonight, Fly Racing brings us one of their own, the one and only Zach Osborne. What up? How's it going, dude? It's going good, man. Um, super, super excited about this weekend. How you feel about going back to Loretta's? I'm stoked for it. I've been looking forward to going back there. Uh, for a long time, I feel like I need some redemption from from my amateur days. Um, I always thought it would be as a vet runner, but I'm stoked to be going um, under the circumstances that we've got. Yeah, I saw your post. I think today, only one championship there. Yep, only one. How's that happen, man? Like, what what things lined up for you not to win more? Uh, a lot of things. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just yeah, racing was never quite on my side. Um, I lost three or four championships, just little finicky things. Um, broke my arm one year leading both classes. Uh, choked the two schoolboy championships away. Oh. It's one of those, like, should have been eight or nine time, but one yeah. Year, so, yeah. Well, uh, you know, I think things have worked out pretty well for you after that. So <laughs> we, Thank we, you. we know your history. But um, I before we get to this weekend and the Nationals coming up, I listened to the podcast you did with Weege. Uh, I believe right before the GNCC situation, uh, the race. And there's a couple of things I wanted to talk to you about um, based off that. So I'm going to steal some of Weege's content. You mentioned at the time that you were kind of disappointed that Nationals didn't immediately follow Supercross because you were kind of riding on a high of that win. Now that it's been a little while, are you glad that you got some time off or are you still wish it had been right into Nationals? No, I definitely wish I'd gone right into it. Um, it. It's not really been time off for us. You know, there's no – seven weeks is just an awkward time, basically. Yeah. Um, we had to hammer the whole time, more or less. So uh, there hasn't been a lot of time off, if you will. I mean, yeah, we haven't raced on the weekends, but that doesn't mean, you know, we haven't been training seven days a week. So 
um, I definitely wish it had been straight into the into the outdoors. Yeah, I guess what I was thinking was more like a lot of times you guys are like, man, we don't have really that much time to test. Uh, you're still it's hard to shift gears from Supercross to Motocross, and having a little more time, I thought, well, maybe maybe the bike's a little better than it normally would be at round one, or maybe just your you know your fitness is a little the fitness obviously between Supercross and Nationals has to be quite a bit different. So I just thought maybe that would be a positive of having a little more times to prepare. Uh, I mean, not not for me. I, I was okay. ready to go the day after. So for me, it was definitely. <laughs> uh, I, I wish we would have started then, but um, I'm yeah really prepared and my bike's really good. So uh, I think we're in a good spot. Okay. Okay. So is that going into the outdoors now that it's nine rounds instead of? the 12 rounds how how much more intense do you think it is do you think people kind of you know go forward a little harder and how do you prepare for that well i i think definitely you know firing first and and getting out to a blinding start is going to be really key um and i think that the double header at red butt is going to be the turning point for for a lot of people you know i think that just that's when true fitness and form is going to show so um i think you know, being a little bit smart, but also there's just no time to waste as far as points go. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. On a, a few weeks ago on Pulp, um, Justin Starling was in studio and he, and actually Dune Goon, Travis Marks kind of came up with this question, but Starling answered about with there being less races, you, there's really not a, uh, like a throwaway, not a throwaway, but you know, like, well, if I get a fifth, I can settle. You really got to go for it every week. And not only that, but the fact that, we don't know that they're really going to get all nine in, right? Anything could change from state to state, and they could just shut it down after force. So you cannot say, eh, I'll sell for fifth today. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that that's exactly what I meant by, uh, you know, striking hot right yeah. at the beginning. So uh, I think that, you know, there's just going to be a lot less room for error, and yep. uh, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, just how, how it all un- unfolds as far as, how many races we actually get and everything. Absolutely. Um, okay, going back to uh, the Weeds podcast, you you had mentioned from a question he asked that you know you were you were frustrated with some fourths and even some podiums that weren't wins. Um, you put a lot of pressure on yourself, Zach, as all you guys do, but you specifically are pretty hard on yourself. Um, and you kind of mentioned like the GNCC. There's no pressure. You can just go out and have fun. Do you, is there any way that you as a, a racer yourself could find, like, to find a balance where maybe you could take some of that pressure off for nationals and try to have just more fun? Um, I mean, yes and no. It's always fun. And, and I don't really, I wouldn't say that I really feel a sense of pressure. You know, it, it's more like self expectation and, and wanting to, to do good and, and be mm. the best that I can be. That's that's more of it for me. I don't really feel pressure from anyone around me, um, from my team, from from anything really. So for me, it's more just wanting to do the best I can do and, and kind of being where I feel I belong and know I can be. Um, the, the difference in the GNCC is basically that that's just simply not what I get paid to do. So it right. makes it a lot more fun, you know, the in a sense, motocross and supercross is my line of work, I guess you would say. And, and GNCC is still racing dirt bikes, but it's very much a different scenario for me. Um, and, and yeah, of course, there's no pressure or whatever. It was it was a fun experience. Cool. 
Well, it kind of going off of that, I think that kind of stems from that mindset that you get at the Baker's factory and just being in part of that program. I think you kind of expect yourself to be at the top and just kind of go with how much more mentally prepared are you now that you've been under his camp and just working with those guys? How much has that helped you? I mean, I think that, you know, anytime that you put as much time and effort into it as what we do, you expect a certain amount of result or, um, uh, yeah, result from it. So I think that that's kind of where that comes from is just being, you know, married to work and knowing the risks that we take and, you know, the amount of effort that everyone around us puts in it. it it's, uh, it's very gratifying to kind of repay that feeling for yourself as well as, um, for, for we lost you. Can you hear me? Yeah, now I can. You, you trailed off there. I thought what you were saying. That's okay. Um, okay, so speaking of Baker's Factory, uh, your practice partner, one of your practice partners, Cooper Webb, I, I reached out to him also to try to get him on this week. Two or three texts with zero response. So feel free if you need to put him over a berm this week, if he's in the way. Um, don't hold back any because he did not answer. So Cooper Webb <laughs> is not – he is not uh, number two behind Zach Osborne on the Moto X Pod show. I hear you. Uh, I'll, I'll have to ask him about that. Yeah, what a butthole. And, I, huh. dude, I had a funny story. I'll tell you the story, and it, it won't be as funny without him being on here. But a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago, I was trying to get a hold of Brandon Hartraff, and he was not answering. So I knew he was, you know, hanging out with Daniel Blair a little bit and um, – so I, I asked Daniel, I said, does Brandon have a new phone? Because he, he just won't answer. He's like, no, he's just a, you know, a, whatever. I won't say the word. He's just, he won't answer. He's a butthole. Um, I was like, all right. Well, then Brandon texts back, dude, sorry, blah, blah, blah. Um, and uh, he said, hey, you talk to Daniel a lot, right? And I was like, yeah. He said, well, tell him he's another word I'm not going to say on our show. So I then text Daniel. I said, hey, this writer I just talked to said you're this. And Daniel said, hey, tell Cooper Webb to – this so i was like nope wasn't cooper i then screenshot it sent it to brandon and brandon's like yeah he's always thinking that cooper is talking trash but cooper almost never <laughs> never is so cooper yeah so i thought cooper would get a laugh out of that but he didn't want to come on our show and talk about it so whatever mm. anyway bummer. yeah let's not talk we no it's not really a bummer we have you i was just telling scotty i was getting him some of my stories of you being like one of the greatest human beings on the planet um, no, stop it. Well, you know, so tell me something. Tell me something that you've done in the last three months that you were like, I that was not the nicest thing that I could have done. Have you done anything that you kind of regretted? Oh, I don't. I I can't say that I have. Um, there's got to be a situation. I'm pretty mellow, dude. There's got to be I'm a situation. But I'm sure there's been a situation in your life where you haven't been the Zach Osborne that we know that like maybe where you look back on and go, dang, that, that was not very nice of a person. Not really. Not in the last <laughs> three months. I, well, let's I go lifetime then. <laughs> uh, lifetime. Yeah. Is there, is there a situation that you can think back on? I mean, that like, you regret? I feel guilty about blowing the horn at somebody. So, Oh, okay. Uh, that should give you a feeling of, of, uh, like I'm super careful about, yeah. you know, offending other people. Like I always kind of, put that before my own feelings really so okay. yeah i mean um 
blowing the horn, uh, you know, I, I try to go out of my way to make people feel good, not yeah. to, you know, make people feel like an idiot. So, um, there's, that's a hard question. I okay. can't even remember the last time I honestly just flat out felt guilty about some action that I did against someone else. I, I don't have a, a lot of like friends, I guess you'd say I, yeah. I have, you know, a pretty tight, small group and, um, it's kind of that way for a reason. Those, those are the people I'm comfortable with okay. and the people that I'm able to, you know, not have any of those moments around. So, right. uh, I, try I got to minimize one. My I got one for you. For okay. How about destroying Joey Savacci and ruin his championship? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't really feel guilty about it. It's, uh, it's <laughs> I knew you didn't. It's a business deal, you know? Yeah, I, I knew mean, you didn't. Um, poor guy. I think he would have done the same thing. You know, yeah. he admitted the same, you know, or said that. So, yeah, it, yeah it, just give me a hard time. Yeah, I, I don't think the heat. <laughs> that's, that's Blair's favorite punchline on me. Oh, really? Yeah, I get him all the time in some situations, and then he's like, oh, hey, you know, this. I'm like, oh, thanks, dude. Yeah, yeah. You, you said Daniel, right? Daniel Blair? Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, all you have to do is fire back. Look, man, you were, when you're one championship, you were an old man beating up on kids. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I kind of was, too, though, so I can't really That's true. That. That's true. I don't. Yeah, I don't think the heat you got from that is justified. I I know I'm no. I'm about the same age as you, Zach, and I've I've been around ever since you were, you know, coming up. And then to see you go to Europe and then come back, and then me and Dark Side were talking about that before the show, watching you, the emotion come out that finally come back and get that title that you know you probably deserved and had worked hard for. Man, that was that that was cool. I don't think you should get any crap for that at all. Thanks, dude. I appreciate it. I mean, I I definitely think there's way less. Uh, crap than than good that came out of it you know there was a lot of uh a lot of positive comments and stuff so i'd say it's probably like 70 30 or so <laughs> yeah like, any of us would have done the same for a championship so yeah now i was just giving you a hard time um no i know I'm just so before i let you go um i do you and, and Brittany came on our show ride or die Ooh. uh our instagram game show we're doing another we one got smoked. <laughs> well I don't remember what the outcome was as far like I don't really keep points, so you guys you guys did good. It was fun. I've got a new one tomorrow night with the Weimers, which should be fun, but I was just gonna let the listeners know we're gonna rebrand Ride or Die to the better half because okay. I am trying to get Racer X to allow me to do it on their Instagram page. More mm-hmm. more eyes, more more views. And uh Davey Coombe said he couldn't use anything with the word die in the title. He just what didn't feel good with it. So we're going to rebrand it the better half for those of you listening. So check it out tomorrow with the Weimers. But um, anyway, before I let you go, we're, we're winning this weekend, right? I'm, I'm going there to win. I'm not going to lie. I feel good about my, my setup. I feel good about my fitness. And um, it's going to be fun to be back at the ranch. So, yeah, yeah I think uh, shooting for a W. I definitely uh, I, I listened to Blair's 450 preview pod this week and they were t- picking their top three or whatever and i have got you in my top three for the championship i think uh you eli and cooper are probably gonna in my opinion gonna be the class of the field it's gonna be exciting um scott do you have anything else before we let them go um it's, it's kind of you know, a little bit different than what we've been talking about the only thing i wanted to ask is well what's the rock star team been like without bobby hewitt because i know that's pretty much his deal and you don't have to go into the details on what happened. Just what's it been like now that he's gone? Unless you want to go into details because yeah, I mean, nobody knows. You can, but I'm not going to make you. you know. 
Yeah, no, it's, it's been okay. I mean, uh, obviously we all miss Bob. He was kind of our fearless leader, so um, it's, it's been a, a transition period. But um, our old crew chief, Steve Scuba, he's kind of taken over for Bob and um, hasn't really missed a beat. So that's been nice to, to have him in the role. Um, obviously we miss Bob and, you know, we wish he was there, but um, it's all business and uh, it, it is what it is. You know, we, we understand from both sides. So yeah. um, we're happy to happy with the position we're in and um, maybe our paths will cross again someday. I hope so. I like Bobby. I, I really only met him, I think it was at Millville last year, and you and him and J.A. and Dino were all in the hauler at the end of the day. I think it was Millville where I came in after all the rain maybe and, and yeah. met him for That's a few That's where you had that cub at, right? Said, yes, yes. I was. Uh, yeah, that. Yeah, you you had your, you were interested in, but Mayo wanted my buddy Mayo wanted too much for it. Yeah, he was a little high on the price. So I didn't well, buy it. I think he sold it, man, because those things, those are those. Yeah, they're rare. Yeah, but people want. He was too high for me. He was probably <laughs> in the right spot. Yeah, for real it was probably like cheap. yeah, probably you know one percent of what you had in your bank account, and you were just nope, not. <laughs> Well, we know we know how you and and your wife. You, you, hey, but to be honest though, the people that have money, like you got to keep it. You got you can't spend it all. So that's right. I I would be if I was wealthy, I'd be broke no time, just like I am now, because I would just keep buying stuff. So yeah, you're you're doing things the smart way, Zach. But hey, man, I uh, as I always tell you, I'm beyond thrilled that you always say yes and have time for us, and uh, look forward to seeing you this weekend. Yes, sir. Sounds good, dude. Thanks for having me, and uh, you guys have a good night. You too, Zach. Thanks, bud. Later. See ya. All right. Once again, thanks, as always, to Zacho for his time. Got him for a few minutes, man. What'd you think? Yeah, that was cool. I, uh, I don't know if it's just I'm getting a little more used to it now, but that one felt more like I've never met Zach, obviously, and right. it just felt like I was kind of just talking to, you know, just another – like I could have been talking to somebody I've raced against in well, a local race, and it had been the same – same kind of feel. And that's kind of how he is. And yeah. honestly, you'll find that a lot of these guys, they once like they that. kind of get to know you, I mean, obviously they're just humans. They're just people. But they once they kind of get to know you and they have a little bit of trust in you, that's how they'll talk to you. Yeah, that's um, cool. Yeah, so it, it is cool. Uh, all right, let's take a break, and we'll be back with Jared McNeil. What's up, guys? This is the 7 Juice Trade out of Entercam. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbiusA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorhead Pajo sent you. Hey, Dad. Great race. Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal, but thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand Goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand Goggle. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and when I want to be best dressed, I wear X-Brand Goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm. 
for almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand Goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to EKSBrand.com or email DarksideMX3 at AOL.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then you. If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy Lock-On Grips today. Welcome back. Before we get to Jared McNeil, when we recorded this, obviously I think you guys know that we don't record live, so I usually get the guest on and visit with them for just a minute or so, make sure they're ready and all that, and then I hit record. Well, with Jared, he was in the middle of eating McDonald's and uh, apologizing, and we got into this conversation about, it was kind of funny, and we got this conversation about eating junk food and whatnot, and I eventually hit record, didn't get very much of it, but the interview is going to start kind of awkwardly because of that. So that's what you're about to hear. All right. Thanks, guys. Replenished my like, you know, like when you're just kind of burnt out and you just need something fatty and disgusting. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. The, the little town I live in in East Texas only has a couple places. McDonald's is one of them. So. I, I yep. hit I hit McDonald's for breakfast a lot, man. Egg McMuffin yeah. in the morning gets me going. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, um, you're good to you're good to roll. I uh, I've just polished two two cheesies off. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, I actually hit record so we can talk about food. So I got I got some of that. But uh, well, let's do an uh, official introduction here. Uh, our next guest of the night is brought to you by Blood Lubricant Oil Lines, which were created to bring out the highest level of performance and protection. For all types of racing, whether you ride motocross, race sprint cars, Blood Lubricants has what you need. Visit bloodlubricants.com. That's blood, B-L-U-D, and use promo code MOTOX so that we can beat Chris Kiefer in sales this year. But tonight, Blood Lubricants brings us freestyle legend Jared McNeil. What is up, dude? Well, not much, mate. You tell uh, Blood Lubricant to reach out to me. I'll take some products. I will do that as soon as I get off the phone, man. Absolutely. Jeff Jeff is a... I'm doing good. Just cruising out here in SoCal. Yeah, well, Jared, I'm going to be honest, man. I, I don't know a ton about freestyle. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm a motocross, supercross guy. That's what we generally cover. But, man, you, you have a list of accomplishments. Um, so, two things. I saw nine gold medals at X Games, and I saw 12. How many X Games do you actually have gold medals? Gold is nine gold. Okay. And then 15, 15 total. 15 so total. 15 total. Yeah. So what was it? Uh, four, four consecutive golds for step up. Um, yep. You surpassed Twitch for the most best whip medals, I believe. I mean, dude, you're just, it seems like as far as medals and X Games, you are just killing it year after year. Yeah, having a, having a good go until 2020 when they, yeah. Decided to uh, can it for us. So, sucked. But, um, obviously, just trying to get through 2020 um, safe and hopefully things, you know, get back to normal and then we can get back to competitions and things like that in 2021. But Man, I, yeah. Not looking- 
I, I hope. Sorry, what's that? I, I was. I really hope things do start getting back to normal. But man, part of me is just scared that this is our normal. You know, our new normal. Yeah, I don't even. <laughs> don't even know what's going on. Like for me, uh, two thousand and eight was kind of like one of my years being introdu- introduced to doing the like freestyle touring type stuff, and then like two thousand and nine onwards was just just been crazy with just shows traveling all year round you know since i was 17 16 17 years old so now going from you know 12 straight years of touring being away living out of a suitcase and then boom it's like i've been home for what like it's seven eight months now oh yeah quite um i was lucky to shoot home for a couple of weeks in January uh, for a contest. I was injured at the time, but I got to go go and make the, make the contest and build the build the step up and see my family and friends and stuff while I was home for a little bit. But uh, right now, it's even hard. I can't travel back home to Australia. Like pretty much, I'm like I'm not stuck in America. This is where my home is, and I love it here. Sure. But um, as far as seeing my family and wanting to travel home i can't we they, they can't come here and see me or or i can't go back there it's like super weird to feel like you're literally separated from your family when you used to be able to just jump on a plane i mean the tickets aren't cheap but <laughs> you could just that you know now now we can't it's like super weird so um yeah just dealing with all that stuff i suppose yeah that's something that somebody like myself who has you know all my family's pretty much right here you i don't even necessarily yeah. I kind of take that for granted, I guess. You know, I don't always think about like somebody like yourself who is halfway around the world from your family and how difficult that is. Yeah, it's definitely different. Like I moved here when I was eight, 18. I had my 19th birthday like five days after like coming here. And I've been here since I was yeah, 18, 19 years old. And it's like, yeah, it's different because I came here by myself with right. my family lives in Australia. So I've, grown you know the first four years of living in the u.s were pretty hard i would say and then after that you just start like getting used to it it becomes normal and everything starts to become normal and now 10 years later i've been here and it's home and i have a place here and um yeah just normal now obviously you just have to kind of normalize it make it somewhat normal um yeah but it is different being with your family it is for sure absolutely well, let's go. Let's yeah. back up a little bit. So, like you said, born in Australia, um, and you you started out racing motocross, right? And then uh, eventually yeah. transitioned into freestyle. Kind of talk about the early days of you racing and and what changed gears for you. Yeah, so um, started racing uh, around. Well, I would have been ninety nine, two thousand. That was like kind of where I started. Like ninety nine was where we started kind of like doing like local little things 2000 when we kind of stepped it up a little bit um and then 2001 we started doing like australian australian titles and things like that but um i would that's uh my family so i've got uh two two brothers and a sister so an older brother and an older sister and then a younger brother so as a family we grew up racing going away on the weekends we had a big uh motorhome like a big coach with uh all the bikes in the back and 
we rode most multiple classes and we did all the like regional races the, uh, like state championships australian titles and that's where we lived on the weekends all our friends and family or everyone we all just traveled away on the weekends racing motocross it was a big part of our life um became an australian uh champion when i was uh six, 16 so uh won a won a australian championship um one of the fastest amateurs to come out of australia at that time and um will be fastest and uh thought i was going to be a pro racer and like it was looking like that but um kind of the support at that time they decided to go with like second third place fourth place riders and hmm. i kind of got got the weird end of the stick uh going into my pro ranks and watched uh like ty simmons and uh josh caser a lot of guys that i beat uh get factory rides and kind of was left hanging so toughed it out for a couple of years as a privateer with my dad and um and i got a little bit of support from uh honda at that time so i had a couple of bikes given to me which i was lucky for that and um we we did some racing, did some supercross, did some motocross, and then I got on to Krusty Demons. Um, I was messing around with freestyle at that time as well as racing. So the same year, in 2007, I won Australian Junior Championship. I um, I lived in Singapore uh, for a month doing uh, shows there. That was like kind of my introduction to shows and, um, and kind of traveling. And then... Uh, 2008 was my introduction to Krusty Demon. So around my racing career, going and doing halftime shows at the Supercross to make extra money so I could keep racing. Yeah. Um, to pay for my racing. Um, at that time, mum and dad were struggling. So uh, it was kind of an interesting time. I was doing halftime shows and competitions um, <laughs> with freestyle to pay for my Supercross career. Yeah. Um, and then did that for a couple of years. 2009 was kind of like the last year of my like supercross and outdoor racing and 2010 came around um nitro circus got on nitro circus and um so transition transition from crusty to nitro circus and basically that year 2010 was my first year i was committed to just doing freestyle and doing shows with nitro circus and whatnot and competing and um crazy just got my first invite to x games like pretty blown away that exact same year so that's cool i came to america in 2010 um got a silver medal at my first x games on my 19th birthday and uh been here pretty much ever since so okay that's that's really a cool story to how that yeah that transitioned and from trying to make a little extra money so you could do your racing which was your your passion and then it transitioned into what you do pretty much full-time now that's that's really cool do you have something, Scotty? Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so, kind of, you know, you let us into that. So, in 2010, when you got into this, the freestyle scene was still pretty prominent. But now it seems like it's like videos and like I know X Games is obviously a thing, and the Nitro Circus does their thing. But like, what what is the FMX scene like now? Is like, do you focus more on trying to just make cool content and getting the you know the sponsors and the YouTube stuff, or does contest really play as much of a factor in that anymore? Yeah, I would say freestyle is being cut up into some different parts. So, like, Australia and Europe, you've got innovation, like big tricks, like freestyle still growing strong. You've got young kids, like, 
you know, young as tw- as 12 years old, all the way up trying freestyle and learning tricks in those countries. And wow. Then, uh, you know, like backflips and all those backflip tricks and all that kind of stuff. And then in the United States, it it went through a pretty crazy phase. And, um, you know, when I first came to America, it was still going quite strong. It was pretty decent. A lot of dudes still had courses in California. And then, I guess, over the last five five years, I would say, just it's like in California, it's um, transitioned more to like more of the free ride, like um, social media scene. So, like, creating content and being out there um, working with companies, sponsors, and riding with people, and you know, just a different, different kind of free ride kind of social scene. Like it's a little, little different than it used to be. There's not as many um, big freestylers in SoCal anymore. Um, competitive, there's only a real handful of dudes that. There's probably only like four or five dudes that are actually like competing and uh, doing freestyle as far as tricks and the backflips and stuff, but then you've got a lot of guys, um, you know, uh, Colby Raha, Beerman, Axel, those kind of guys that do, they don't necessarily do freestyle, but they are like free riders. They do X games like best, uh, best whip, quarter pipe, step up, things like that. Um, but yeah, it's just like, it's just taking a different, uh, a different turn, but it's kind of, it's interesting and fun. So mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. So. Yeah. Yeah, you just mentioned two things I want to touch on. So, best whip. To me, okay, so first of all, Jared, I'm an old dude. I'm 45. Uh, I've been yep. raced, I've been riding dirt bikes most of my life. I cannot whip a bike. I mean, I can do a little butt whip, but that to see you guys upside down, backwards, still blows my mind. Like, it's just the coolest looking thing. And then when you guys bring it back, I just don't, like, it defies all logic for me. True. It's, uh, it's something crazy, like, uh, for me, because you, you'd understand, like, it's something when you're riding a dirt bike and you jump a tabletop or something, and it's like, when you straight jump a jump for so long, you know, once you've figured out how to jump a motorcycle, and over years from a kid or, or whatnot, you, you start to want to test your skills, don't you? So you want to yeah. get a little bit, little bit more creative. My dogs are going crazy right now. <laughs> I hear that. Let them outside. All right. Trying to trying to protect. Um, That's a good thing. Yeah, it is a good thing. Definitely. No, they sound pretty gnarly. One of the FedEx driver won't even won't even get out of his truck. He's, <laughs> <dead>. <laughs> He's shitless. He's like doesn't want to get out of yeah. that thing. Uh, but um, yeah, so. Uh, where were we at again? Uh, you were talking about um, just progressing and learning, you know, yeah. jumping. Yeah, so, yeah, just, uh, like, I guess, growing up learning how to whip tabletops and, and things like that, you just kind of get bored and you want to learn more things, don't you? So, for me, um, growing up on a farm and having the ability to make jumps in the backyard and my brothers to ride with, um, we, I, I remember what, me and my brother, he was... Uh, I think I was, I was on a 65 and he was on an 85 at the time and early 2000s and one of the things he's like oh I want to want to try some let's try a trick each like it was on the tabletop and he's like oh I'll try a lazy boy 
<laughs> like, oh, off you go. So he done Lazy Boy and landed pretty much Lazy Boyed and crashed. And, like, <laughs> so weird. Boys, like, we just did it. Like, we didn't care. Right, and right. So he got up and he's like, all right, like, he crashed. Like, it was pretty crazy to think about it. But um, he's like, all right, you try. What do you want to try? I'm like, I want to try a whip. Like, I've always wanted to try a whip. I'm on a 65. And I remember getting it out sideways and just flopping and crashing and <laughs> Like we got up, we used to think it was the funniest, like funniest thing ever. But we used to try things. That was like the yeah. first time I'd ever tried a that I can I can remember. And um, I was just racing. I think that was the coolest thing about racing motocross. Like I was, I did pretty well as an amateur, like state titles and Aussie titles. I was always up the up the front, and uh, whipping was a cool part of just showing off. Like if sure. you were getting cranked on other good tabletops, like everyone kind of remembered you. So. I was, I'm kind of small in stature, so getting getting whipped it and then like launching jumps to flat. Like I was always good at descending jumps, like way to flat, um, and carrying momentum. And it was like I always liked doing things like that to keep, you know, like once it was good for me for racing, like learning how to scrub and things like be like Stuart, Stuart, and trying to scrub or whatnot, and just a bike thing that we all kind of learned. So um, for me, it was just from racing it i transitioned over to steel ramps and yep. it was something picked up pretty pretty easy and uh just kind of came natural to me and i've always had fun with it so it's yeah i mean i guess the more you do the better you get at it right yeah so, i get what you said you know talking about learning to do that as a kid with your brother out there i i think i'm thinking back as you're telling the story i'm like yeah i guess when i was that age you know i was building these makeshift ramps and jumping crazy stuff on bicycles, just stuff that yeah. now there's no way I would do that because like I have to go to work tomorrow. So yeah, that, that your story was making me laugh. I was sitting here laughing cause like, yeah, okay. I do remember doing crazy stuff and having basically no fear as a kid. And now I'm scared because I get old. I get, I'm old and I break easy and I have to work. So yeah, that's, that's an interesting way to look at it. And you're right. I wish I had, I wish I'd had those ability, those, chances to you know i rode dirt bikes but i didn't know about whipping and stuff so i never really tried that as a kid so i kind of now I, well it's just too late i guess um now now too it just became such a big everyone just loved to whip and it was yeah. like at the track things but and it was in freestyle but now it's like i mean everyone wants to be like a whipper and x games <laughs> and they want to be in best whip it's crazy like the, the transition of the guys that we you know you nate adams brian deegan travis Estrada. yeah these guys that we looked up to um at that time like me as a kid in the early 2000s um it's crazy now living in america 10 years and now i feel like i'm in kind of that handful of guys that's looked up to in the whip so it's like myself you know the beerman the axel the colby the you know Corey Corey Creeler, all of those. There's a handful of dudes now that are being looked at um, in in the free ride freestyle world. Um, where those guys now almost like where it, obviously there's you know you Josh Sheehan and you Tucker and Jackson Strong. There's a lot of big name dudes um, in Europe and things like that that are in the freestyle world. Just in the United States, though, it's it's, it's definitely different. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's cool. Definitely it, the whips. Whips cool. Big big things now. <laughs> it is, and it's one of my favorite things to watch. Um, the other event I want to talk to you about is it's at least to me it's relatively new. And we had Cole Seeley on a few weeks ago, and he said this was one of the scarier things he's ever done is the the quarter pipe. 
Because when you watch yep. it, it looks like that ought to be fairly easy. It, lo- it just looks like, to me, it looks like one of the easier things to do. But he says it's extremely technical. Um, just talk very. about the progression of that. Yeah, definitely um, very progress- like technical. The progression on it's being crazy. It's um, it's getting pretty out there. Um, <laughs> further than I mean, you have Ronnie Renner who um, did you know the the New Year's Eve jumps and all yep. that stuff. And, um, so we've seen kind of the progression there of you know taking it from uh, you know metal ramps to dirt landings, to metal ramps, to metal landings. It's just gone crazy. Nitro Circus has their big adjustable one that's like four stories high. And <laughs> we have the 19-foot one that we use at X Games that we have in our backyards. And um, it's, it's really crazy, too, like the tricks that are being you know done on that. So back 2015, like it was um, myself and even before that, there was uh, Wes Agee did did some tricks on it. I did a seat grab on it in like 2014 or 2015. Now you've got um, Colby Raha doing can cans and knack knacks and Spearman's with his big like arm swag and <laughs> yeah. Axel, Axel did his flare like the flare trick on it um, a little bit ago and um, a lot of progression. The height is getting ridiculous. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely. A cool one to be a part of. I mean, I've had uh, I've dislocated my hip on it, um, which was pretty gnarly in 2017. So mentally, I've struggled with it for a while now. I uh, rode my 52 stroke on it for a few years. Maybe should have got off it a bit earlier, but just kind of mentally struggling, just trying to get through it. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, once you take a hit on that one, it definitely gives you a reality check. Oh, I bet. It's, uh, <laughs> falling from like six stories plus out of the sky to your face and body's not fun. No. So it's, 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 it's probably one of the gnarliest things. Definitely technical. Like, you can mess it up. Um, you've got to be very consistent with it. If you pull a little bit wrong, you pull out a little bit too hard or don't pull out enough or don't turn enough or have your body in the right position on the right red, it's honestly one of the most gnarliest things because you're taking a bike going off a 19-foot lip and then turning it 180 and landing the same way you pretty much came from. It's not really that natural to do. Yeah. Um, it never gets, like, it never gets old. It's always the coolest feeling ever. Like, every time, every day you ride it, you could ride it every day. And the, next, the first jump, you're just like, oh, the, the rush <laughs> gives you. That's what but, it's all um, about. Yeah, and it's never, like, never gets not, it's never not, scary you know what I mean? it's not like oh yeah this is easy it's never that it's not like that ever uh, yeah it's uh, yeah. cool, cool cool times to be a part of it yeah uh, yeah, so. yeah this, that thing's nice speaking of gnarly and sketchy what's what is the being behind the scenes like on the show knowing like what kind of what's coming what's the gnarliest sketchiest thing you ever saw in the Nitro Circus shows um on the actual shows, or just like maybe not something that you did, just something like that you like. I know they do the, the couch jumps and stuff. Is, like, I like, mean, honestly, I, I would say that like the gnarliest thing would be Josh Sheen's triple backflip. Would be the gnarliest. Okay. Now the gnarliest thing I've seen as far as like the gnarliest thing ever on a motorcycle part of Nitro Circus, a Nitro Circus thing. That's the gnarliest thing I think I've seen as far as that goes. Um, as far as 
shows go, honestly, like 10 years straight of shows, <laughs> I've seen that much stuff. Like, Chad Cagey jumped BMX from, like, one ramp all the way over to the freestyle lander. I've seen guys jumping contraptions that just shouldn't be jumped, and I've <laughs> right. seen them go really bad, like, really bad. Um, and just even, like, little mistakes that have happened and it could have been, you know, it sh- shouldn't have happened, but they've just happened, and dudes are just so ruthless and gnarly on tour that they just don't care, and they'll just send it. Um yeah, I, I've seen definitely things I probably haven't. I don't want to ever see again, <laughs> like injuries and things like that that just don't aren't good. Um, things like that. But um, honestly, there's every tour something new happens. You know what I mean? Like there's like some something new on BMX. Like Ryan Williams just creates tricks on BMX and scooters. Like I, I've never seen anything create so many things so um you know especially somebody that grew up on scooters and then transitioned to bmx and now he's dominating the best trick world in bmx and um the kid just does that many spins and flips it's pretty cool um side by side jumping through stadiums getting like <laughs> cartwheeling into the stands and things right like, so just things like that i've seen i've seen some pretty funny stuff so, <laughs> I bet. Yeah, yeah. just party, just part like you know, partying as well. Like a lot of just good times, like getting to travel the world. Yeah, you know, we've done it for ten years. We've done this is the first time. Like it's it's super strange that we're not on tour right now. Like it's normally we have two or three tours. Like it's a you know like we might do an Austra- normally an Australian tour every two years, a New Zealand tour. Um, you know, uh, U.S. tour, normally, sometimes we do two U.S. tours now, so we do, like, a summer tour and a winter tour or different stadiums, things like that, and then a Europe tour. Um, it just normally doesn't stop, so it's, like, crazy to be home for seven months and not be on tour. It's almost, I feel like it's almost, I had some injuries and a couple of things in last, like, middle, after X Games last year, we didn't really have too many nitrostricks things. We just had a couple of events here and there. Um so it's kind of weird. Not I literally haven't been kind of on tour for almost a year now. It's kind of strange to say it, but it's, it's been a year since I've been on yeah, that's, circuit. That's yeah, that's a long time off of doing yeah. that. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. yeah. Um, hey, I want to shift gears just a little bit. You you mentioned sure. you know yeah. doing the Nitro Circus and like all the partying and traveling the world and you know as a as a kid growing up riding motocross, you probably would never have seen foreseen your life going that way. And now you're sponsored by Monster, and you're doing stuff with Dirt Shark. Um, how how much has being a part of like Monster in general opened up the doors for you to kind of do what you want, maybe, or just what opportunities has it opened? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, um, I've been been backed by uh, a lot of. I've been backed by all three major energy drink companies. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, was with. Uh, Red Bull back in 2000, like the, uh, 2008, nine, uh, with freestyle and racing and okay. got to the turning point there. And they, that was a good company to be with. I've been with, I've actually been with Monster twice. So this is my second time around with them. And, um, I've been with Rockstar in between. And, um, obviously in the world of action sports and things like that, these, these companies are uh, a major part of what we do, we do and support us 
with writing majorly. I mean, uh, financially, um, and then just connections with other companies and brands and things like that. So it helps you get get you know just better better places and get your opportunities if you can um, produce. So like obviously results and things like that are a massive part of what these companies want. So. Um, if you're doing doing really well, they're supporting you a lot and helping you. And Monster's been amazing. Like, um, obviously, they're one of the one of the biggest energy drink companies. Um, they hold their own events. They put on a lot of promotion events that involve us. So, um, going to you know Monster Cup and things like that, being able to go and do freestyle shows for them and promote their their company and um, yeah, travel the world for events and uh obviously financially supported too it's great being able to ride a motorcycle and make a living um and and monster companies like that are definitely a massive part of it especially things like with covid being Mm. able to ride you know to be able to ride a motorcycle and kind of be able to get through these tough times um with companies like that it's amazing um to be able to wake up and go on film and ride my dirt bike for a for a living like that's being a kid from Australia, uh, getting to ride a motorcycle for a living is friggin' gnarly. So Definitely. not only that, but then, but then living in the United States is crazy because that was always a dream. So that's another bonus. And then it's like having a company like Monster, that's like every kid's dream to be sponsored by a company like Monster. So it's kind of like, it just kind of adds to it, doesn't it? I would say so. Yeah, man, that's you're you're living yeah. the dream for sure. Yeah. Scott's got one more yeah, question yeah. for you, and we'll let you go. Yeah, yeah, it seemed no, kind of like yeah, kind of going off of what you just said. Like it, it gives you the opportunity. You know, I was watching your dirt shark video of you on your two stroke and your little compound, yeah. and like you had like your little super cross track that goes into like a step up into like a quarter pipe, and like it lets you work on all that stuff. So that having that opportunity to be able to work on that, what's what's your tr- what's the new trick are you working on with your time off that you've had? Like, what do you what's what comes next? I mean, nothing to be honest with COVID being a, being what it is. Um, not knowing if it's real or fake or what's going on in <laughs> yeah. this freaking world. Yeah. Um, I honestly am not trying to progress with any tricks right now. One, it's just not. It's probably not the time to be getting super crazy. Just not, you know, being in a hospital is not a good place to be right now if things are bad. So trying, you know, just trying. I'm just. Basically, honestly, I'm taking this time to mentally relax a little bit, just ride for fun, get back to just going out. And my backyard is like a skate park. So um, this morning I had Colby Raho over and a couple of my other mates that just kind of not not um, not even freestylers, dudes that don't race. They just kind of want to you know muck around on the ramps and flow around, and it's awesome just riding with dudes like that. So had them out this morning and. I just flowing around the course doing some basic tricks and just messing around, just whipping and just having a good time, just sessioning with the boys. Because normally we just go, go, go. We're injured for one thing. Like we never, <laughs> ever get to heal. I broke my back twice and Jeez. the longest I've had off is probably like four or five weeks. Like it's just stupid stuff where you shouldn't be, you know, it's like going to be bad later down the track. So um, right now I'm not really working on any big tricks, just trying to, stay up to scratch with what I have and where I'm at and just kind of get through this this madness safely and, uh, you know, just kind of learn, take this time to heal my brain and body a little bit um, and then kind of think of other ways to kind of 
maybe make money or, or other job adventures or business adventures or um, learn, just like learn other skills, you know, learn, learn other ways to think outside the box. Sure. Right now, who knows what way we're going to go. Maybe for me, like it's, um, I have some earth moving equipment of my own and um, I've gone out and done a couple of little things around my neighborhood for some friends and neighbors, just some mowing and things like that. And it's like, kind of been enjoying that and taking that time to learn because who knows what like who knows what's going to happen we might not go back to stadiums we might not have all those gatherings like we used to so um i need to start thinking a little bit smarter with the time we have and and uh yeah just see see how we go if things kick back to normal then dude i go back out the backyard (laughs) start progressing, learning the tricks I need to learn. If I need to learn new big tricks, like I've got the phone pit and the course I need to do it, um, go out and do it. But right now I think it's just smart to just be wise and get through the times. Don't go crazy. Yeah, that's that's super smart and a grown-up way of, for you to look at it, and that's that's pretty impressive. Uh, I have my 20 20- I had my 29th birthday the other day, and I'm starting to feel old. <laughs> hey, dude, it gets worse, bro. It's uh, It really started affecting me when I turned 40. Like, I started yeah. – that's when I mentally started feeling it and physically yeah. really started feeling it. And right around that time, um, I had – over a couple of years, I broke two different collarbones, punctured a couple lungs. Yeah. Last November uh, at 44, I fractured four ribs and punctured a lung. And I'm like, dude, I – love riding dirt bikes but this is getting ridiculous i can't, my body just did it, do yeah i can't handle it, it what's that like, did it take a long time to heal being like yes. in the wood of when you're younger like you notice it oh yeah yeah the first time i punctured yeah. a lung and broke ribs i was oh 20 probably 19 and it was like i don't remember yeah. it being that big of a deal at 44 it took four ever and then they released me to go back to work like five weeks later and i felt it for another three or four weeks and i still feel Uh, it like i still struggle to catch my breath on normal things and that i think that's just from collapsed lungs and just getting old you know and i don't really dude i don't take care of myself you talked about eating mcdonald's earlier like i don't eat right i eat fast food and i eat ice cream and uh Yeah. yeah i'm just i i so that's all part of it too but definitely as you get older you're you're gonna feel it more, and it's enjoy it now, and you're you're being smart with it. So, very cool, man. And honestly, dude, it, it's a pleasure to get a chance to to talk to you and get to meet you this way. Uh, I want yeah, no. I, I want to thank uh, Richard for kind of getting us in t- contact with each other. But I uh, for sure. thanks for giving us some time tonight, man. It's really cool to hear a little bit about your world and what you do. It blows me away, and it's something I'll never have the ability to do. So it's awesome. Hopefully. Um... Hopefully I can get out to Texas and uh, maybe run some tracks and things like that. I was talking to Rich about it a while ago, so you never know. Yeah, dude, he's he's an hour from us, so if you come this way, holler at me. And next time is I'm that track, that track's pretty sweet out there. It is. We have really really good dirt here in Texas, and that track right yeah. now has three tracks on it. I think maybe four. There's a national track, a vet track, a Loretta Lynn's replica track. And they they've got a little peewee track, and I think they're building some other stuff too. It's it's cool, yeah. I mean, you would you would love it. I was talking to him about. It. I said, well, uh, Matt Bite, and he's pretty close. Yep. I said uh, maybe we can push up a landing out there, and uh, <laughs> maybe I'll come out and do like a bit of a riding school or something, or a bit of have some fun with the kids or whatever, and 
come out of the track or something and get Matt's ramp out there. And you never know. It'd be, if, it, if it could happen, it'd be pretty sick. Uh, I'd love to get out there. I've been out there to Austin and yeah. I rode some tracks out there and I know there's some good ruts to be blasted. Whew, so. You ain't lying. Oh, <laughs> I'm down for that. That'd be sweet. Awesome. Uh, well, if that happens, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be following the social media and, and I'll come check it out. And if not, uh, hopefully when Supercross kicks back off, I'll be in SoCal a few different times and maybe, maybe I'll get a chance to yeah. meet you per- one to- face-to-face. Yeah, if you're out here and uh, you're cruising around, you got a car and that, and uh, you want to see the, the McNeil farm, you're more than welcome to come check it out. All right, that's a done deal, dude. I will be reaching out to you next time I'm out that way. Sounds good, mate. We can do another – we can probably do another – podcast off the back deck or something oh sweet i love it man it's we're gonna make it happen then jared thank you so much likewise cheers guys have a good uh late afternoon there in texas is it yeah yeah 722 right now cool all right awesome guys thanks jared take care buddy cool that is yeah that was fun and uh i 100 percent will be taking him up on that yeah, when are you going? <laughs> yeah, let, well, it's, let me know. <laughs> it's funny because a few years ago we were interviewing Rick Johnson. This was right before 2019, end of 18, and he's like, "Yeah, when you come out here, you know, just holler at me. We'll come over to the house, have a barbecue." I was like, "Yeah, you don't know what you just did, dude." Yeah, I actually didn't ever text him, but like, I was like, the, you know, uh, Marvin Muskan has invited me to uh, to Baker's Factory in okay. a roundabout way because I was asking him about the the him and Cooper not getting along last year. And he's like, you know, if you don't really, if you don't believe us, come on out to Baker's factory. And I was like, okay, dude, I'll, after we got done with the press conference, I was like, you realize you just invited me. Yeah. And he laughed and they were both like, yeah, come anytime. And Michael Moseman said, come anytime, but it's just, see, it's funny. The only thing with that is that I've all, if I ever was to go to a place like that, I've always had in the back of my head, like, Oh, if you're, if you're ever, you know, it's like, bucket list items you, if you yeah. ever find yourself at the pastrana compound or one of these places you're gonna have to do something and now i'm starting like <laughs> 30 and i'm getting to 30 and i'm like man i'm gonna get out there and i'm gonna try to hit something to this foam pit no nope. uh, uh, okay foam pit yes foam pit maybe but like i'm like okay i'm gonna see that half pipe and be like oh maybe like i just i'll just barely hit it and the next right. thing i know i'm in the hospital so if, but i mean i if i was ever in an opportunity like that i would probably have to go for it yeah, I would – not a chance in hell that I would go out there and hit it, like, ramp to dirt. Pro- well, I have done a freestyle ramp at my buddy's place uh, see, in Gilmer, I and ha- it was about have. 50 feet distance. And it was so easy. That ramp, is it's the smoothest transition it's ever. It's second gear, just bad. I did second gear, half throttle, yeah. and it just – whoop, and you were over. I've never but had the opportunity. But anything over that distance, I'm out. So – yeah, maybe into a foam pit. I would definitely be willing to try the backflip. I mean, that kind Something. of thing. Like if Travis Travis Marks did it when he went. I don't, you know, you listen to Paul. Okay, Travis is the producer on Pokemon. Okay, okay, so okay, he okay. went up and did it at Travis. Yeah, you know place what? I think I have heard in that. like twenty four hours, maybe forty eight hours. Figured it out, and did it. So, but I do, I would just like to go and hang out and check it out. Yeah, you that'd know? be cool. So, yeah, I don't super chill dude. Though. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, hopefully Jared uh, was serious because I will be calling him. Yeah. Take a quick break. We'll be back with Sean Casey with Icon CBD. If you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, wait, what what was that? It's the Supercross guy voice. No. No, it's not. Sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, builds performance motors with CNC porting. 
so it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs, hire rev limits, and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like, if you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at camdesigner or you can even email them at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams Moto and then W-E-R-X at gmail.com. Okay, that's better. Not good, but better. Since 1998, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible. With research and development, they have become a leader in safety and comfort. Fly Racing is worn by many of the top athletes in motocross and supercross, including Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, Andrew Short, Damon Bradshaw, and Adam and Tyler Antonap. Seven two Trey, I wear fly shoes, wear fly shoes. 2019 Fly Racing line includes the popular Light Hydrogen, the new Evolution DST line, the all-new women's light line, a redesigned F2 helmet, the FR5 boot, and Zone and Zone Pro goggles. Fly Racing also has hard parts for mountain bike products and snow gear. Go to flyracing.com or check out your local dealer for more info. If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy Lock-On Grips today. All right, we're back once again. Uh, our next guest is brought to you by X-Brand Goggles, which have been grown into one of the premier goggle choices for many of the top privateers like Ryan Brees, Jacob Hayes, Ben LeMay, John Short, Many more. Uh, Chiz may be in them. I don't know if he's going to be racing, but uh, X Brand Goggles. Check out eksbrand.com or hit me up, darksidemx3 at aol.com for pricing. Tonight, X Brand Goggles brings us Mr. Sean Casey with Icon CBD. What's up, Sean? Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, absolutely, man. You reached out to me a couple weeks ago and uh, were telling me about this company that you started, and I want to talk about that here in a minute, but. You, you also told me that, you know, you listen to Pulp and stuff, so you're clearly a moto guy. Um, how old are you, first of all, Sean? Uh, I am 30, going on 31 here soon. Okay, so, so 30, yep. we'll call it 31. What uh, was your initial introduction into motocross? Oh, man, that's, um, we'd have to go back to, like, 2003. Let's do it. Um, yeah, so, like, when I, I grew up in Florida, actually, and so, um, you know, I grew up on five acres, and my dad got me a little uh, XR100. And, you know, I we built some, some trails around, started riding around, and then we finally graduated to the uh, the first year, actually, all of the manufacturers started coming out with four-strokes, you know. Ah, okay. Uh, like the 250F. Yeah, so my first, like, big bike was actually a, a 2004 CRF 250. And uh, just grew up riding and racing around central and south Florida. Uh, like Thunder Cross out, out in Okeechobee, kind of kind of did some right some um, you know like practices out in this little <laughs> this little sand track out in the middle of the orange groves called uh, Indian Town, and that was a that was actually a really really good track. And uh, stuck around, went down to South Florida in the Seminole MX. They actually had a um, a Loretta Lynn qualifier I did, and uh, yeah, and so just fell you know, in love just, with it. 
all yeah just all over it you know and uh we got to the point where we were you know i had a, a you know the race bike the practice bike and um, <laughs> okay it it was just it was honda through and through and yeah you know i've always always stuck with it and um you know i, I unfortunately i had to sell the bikes when i went to college you know gotta gotta pay for school so uh but yeah just keep staying around the sport kept following it and um yeah, you know, now I'm out here in Denver, and so I've got uh, Thunder Valley right around the corner from me. So yeah. I'll be there in October. That place is pretty cool. I, I came up in seventeen. Uh, yeah, seventeen to that race. That was a cool place. Uh, you mentioned your Hondas, so I have a 06 CRF 450. I have a 15 CRF 450, which is basically what I would call my race bike. And yes. I, I am a Honda guy, but we we see what happens. I think those that listen to the show know what happens when I ride another color. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll probably well, stick with my Hondas for a while. Yeah, let's let's just let's just keep you on red. You know, yep. clearly things are a little bit more compatible. Um, Seems to be, and you know, so although there's, there's nothing wrong with that. There's although I have been that. known to hit the ground off the red ones too, so maybe it's just me. So. Well, that's well, you know, everyone does that. That's yeah. part of it. So that's why you just need the CBD. That's all. Well, that's, I was I was gonna good transition because I was gonna do that. So. um People that listen know that I, I fractured my ribs uh, in November at Cycle Ranch. Uh, and since then, because I guess I'm just getting old and clumsy, I hurt them again at work a few months ago. And then actually this past Sunday, I, I hurt them again doing some work. And I actually thought again, went to the hospital Sunday evening. They, they're just bruised and inflamed. I took the Icon, that's I-K-O-N, CBD that you uh, graciously sent me the salve and rubbed it on and look man i you know i i've been up in the air about cbd i don't know you know uh, does it really work is it a you know who knows right um yep uh my buddy fully from a cherubi sent me some cbd md when i got hurt and i used that and i wasn't really sure if it did much uh anyway i took your salve uh i have constant neck pain just from degenerative stuff and uh Discs, I don't have really any um, cartilage between my vertebrae, so I'm always having pain. I've been, and since you sent me that about a week ago, I've been putting it on my neck, and then after Sunday, I started putting it on my ribs, and it's only two days, and maybe it's in my mind, but as of today, my ribs don't hurt at all, uh, and my neck, I am absolutely feeling a difference in my neck, 100%. That's awesome, man. Dude, I, I tell you what, like, I always tell people, I notice when I don't use it. Yeah. Right. So like, you know, so that's to me, like I'm always doing something. I'm either, you know, I'm mountain biking out here. Like I, I messed up my shoulder big time, uh, back in January. And like, that was, that was my first major injury in a long time. And, and you, you know how it is. Like when you get, when you get hurt like that, things start running through your mind that you never would have thought of like <laughs> yeah. in your early twenties. Oh yeah. And, uh, you know, I like I, I was sitting in this orthopedic center in Boulder, and I'm like, dude, I got to take some time off of work. Like, yep, yep. man, am I going to need surgery? Like, yeah. all of this crazy stuff. And um, you know, luckily my my buddy's a, a physical therapist, so he hooked me up with a with a good program. And I tell you, you know, I started using um, you know Icon right off the bat, and it just helps on day to day stuff like daily activities, getting through that PT work, and like at night, it's just it gives me a chance to get a good night's sleep. So, you know, you you can say what you want about it, 
I'm a believer, and clearly you are now. But um, you know, it's that. Like I said, it's when I don't use it that's when I feel it the most because you you just got to be consistent with it. And um, you know, there's no crazy ingredients in there, so it's just it's easy to throw on every day, and you don't have to worry about you know like is this gonna you know affect me long term? Yeah, it's all natural. You know? Yeah, so it's not gonna it's not gonna do anything crazy to you. So tell me, is Icon, is this your company or are you just involved with it? Kind of give us the background how this whole thing started. Yeah, yeah. So this is, uh, this is my company. Okay. Um, yeah, and that's, and like I said, uh, you know, when I got hurt snowboarding, that was kind of the idea of Icon. So like, um, you know, I'd been kind of trying out, you know, products for a long time. Uh, I was actually a, uh, a sales rep for an extraction lab. So they take the hemp, they extract the CBD oil, and then they we would sell it to other businesses, right? Okay. And and you you start to talk to people, um, you know, and especially if you're new to the CBD industry, you know, you hear a lot of a lot of people talking, and for the most part, everybody agrees. Anybody who's tried a a reputable, solid brand knows how powerful CBD is, and you know that's really when I you know I, I kind of reached out to one of my um, one of my associates and uh, he helped me with the formulation he got me hooked up and um, yeah I mean it's just been it's just been trying to get the name out there but icon is basically derived from the mountains out here and that's where you get the little uh, mountain logo on there yeah yep. and uh, and that's that's basically where it came from. It's kind of like that, like Doc Brown when he hits his head on the toilet in Back to the Future <laughs> and he gets the, <laughs> the flux capacitor. Yeah. So that's kind of I hit the snow and uh, that's kind of where it came from. Awesome. Yeah, uh, Sean, you mentioned that you know, it, it you don't notice it until you stop taking it. And like I I injured my back when I was like seventeen or eighteen, and it took me several years to realize that like that's like psychologically affecting my day to day like. I had to become consciously aware of the fact that it's messing with my mood and like my, you know, my drive, my motivation. So I've, I've never really done the CBD stuff, but it sounds like I need to try it. And, you know, anything else to those people that are dealing with that chronic pain? Yeah, that's, that's a good point, man. You know, um, my, my dad actually suffers from really, really bad chronic back pain too. Um, and that's, that's the biggest thing is just, I think, you start to realize after a certain point, man, it's just like wears you down. Like it's not even, um, like you said, it's a mental psychological aspect, and, you know, physically it's, it's, it's hurting all the time, but yeah, mentally it's just, it's, you got to be consistent, you know, and having some kind of CBD product or, you know, aspirin's okay and stuff like that in moderation. But I think when you start, when you start to feel better, um, everything else starts to kind of, you know, change along with that in your life like you said daily activities and that's that's why i take you know cbd in the morning uh or before bed or you know if i if i have a workout like especially uh around my knees or my hips i if i know something's gonna gonna go wrong i'll do some mobility but you know you slap it on there and it's just about preventative you know you got to stay ahead of the curve um and you know if you've had if you've had this long enough you probably know what's going to aggravate it and what's not um so you just got to listen to your body and, and just stay persistent. Yeah, and you know the the stuff I was mentioning earlier with my neck and my back is hereditary. My mom has had, I want to say, between nineteen and twenty surgeries on her neck and back, and she's constantly in yeah. pain. And uh, now that I've been using your product for a little over a week, I, I'm going to definitely order some for her 
Uh, and you had a discount code that you posted the other day for people that save 10%. Um, what was that code? Yeah, so that was uh, MOTO10, all caps, no spaces, M-O-T-O, the number 10. Uh, yep, save 10%, uh, free shipping in the continental U.S. And, uh, yeah, just put it in there as you check out, and um, it'll automatically post in. And I do I do want to uh, just say, like, a disclaimer, um, you know, and I, I know this is this is helpful, mm-hmm. but um, we can't. We, <laughs> I don't want to say that this is some kind of snake oil. Or this is some kind of miracle cure. Um, these, it, it's just natural ingredients. You sure. know, it's just one of those things that um, you know. There's a lot of claims out there, especially early on, and when CBD first started hitting the market. But uh, you know, I I stand behind this product, and I I, I think that's um, you know that's first and foremost, but you, like I said, you just got to be consistent with it. And if you're not, if, if you try it out and you're not happy, let me know and I will gladly send you your money back. You know, so. Well, yeah, like I'm happy enough with it that I'm going to get some for my mom. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty stoked on it. Um, and it, on Instagram, it's at icon, I K O N underscore CBD. Uh, I, you know, if you guys follow me on social media, you know, I've, I've posted a couple pictures on my Instagram with it. Um, okay. So, if you don't have anything else on Icon, if there's anything else you want to say, go ahead. But then I want to talk to you. I want to get with you. We're going to discuss the 450 Nationals coming up. But do you have anything else, Sean, that you want to discuss about Icon? Anything you want to tell anybody? Um, yeah, the website's just uh, www.icon-cbd.com. Okay. Um, it's, you know, like I said, just add that um, you know, 10% discount code, Moto10, uh, checkout, and we'll get you guys hooked up. Follow us on Instagram. I-K-O-N underscore C-B-D. Awesome. All right, Sean. So, Nationals are about to kick off uh, in just a few days, really. So, uh, Scotty and I talked at the beginning about the, the news breaking with Scott Ro- or Kenny Roxon not racing, Christian Craig taking a spot. That's huge news. Are you, did you ju- what did you just say? Sean? Yes. Yeah, yeah oh. sorry. Oh. Cut out there. Okay, did you, I hear, got you. did you hear what I said, though? Yep. So, yeah, yeah, so Roxon's out. Yes. Uh, Christian Craig's under the Honda 10. Correct. I think, I, think that's, I think that's great. I mean, good for Craig. Yeah, good know? for Craig, for sure. So what I want to – I'm going to let you go first. Um, everybody pretty much expects – Eli says Eli's the favorite. He's the guy who's going to win four straight. Uh, just came off his first Supercross series. He's the favorite. Um, give me your rundown, man. Give me what you're most excited about this season – and give me your top three for the finals at uh, 450 at the end of the season. I think overall, I'm most excited. Um, I think just how can how, it's it's short and sweet, right? Yeah, yeah. So you know we're going racing. I'm just excited about that. But I think it's almost like how the Supercross series kind of unraveled. You saw who was prepared and who wasn't. And I'm kind of excited to see how Justin Barsha and, uh, like, you know, Dean Wilson and, you know, some of these guys who have been, like, in and out of the, you know, the frame for a while um, in terms of, like, you know, getting those podium spots. But, like, I want to see who's, who's been putting in the homework and who's going to be the most, uh, most consistent. Obviously, I think Tomac's going to be up there. I mean, the dude is just an absolute machine. Um, Osborne's coming off strong, you know. And I think with some of that time with Supercross and that injury uh, Cincerello had, I think, honestly, it's, 
I mean, it could be. Can I give you my top four? Yeah, yeah. It's funny you just said AC. Like we were talking earlier and talking about all these guys that are going to be there, and I didn't even didn't even mention AC. Forgot like I just that. forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Go ahead. Give me give me your top four. Well, I because I'm a Florida guy. I think <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be Tomac. I, I know for sure that's the top spot. Okay, but I think it, it'll be AC, and then um, if he stays if he stays healthy. And then Webb, and then probably Osborne. Okay, so, so that was yeah. my order minus AC. Um, I'm gonna put I'm gonna take the same top four, but I'm gonna put AC fourth. And I, uh, other than that, I had Eli Cooper, Zacho. We just talked to Zacho. Zacho said I'm coming. You know, he's going to Loretta's to win, so he's ready. He's fired up, and oh, I could yeah. I could see him winning at Loretta's for sure. But I could also see Adam winning at Loretta's. Go ahead, Scott. Well, that, you know, like. No, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, no, Sean, ahead, Sean. Finish, Sean, finish what you're saying. No, I was going to say, you know, like some of these uh, younger guys, um, you know, like Sexton, they, it wasn't too long ago that they were there, you know? And it's like, when's the last time that Zacho was there? I mean, it's been, I don't even know, like <laughs> close to yeah. a decade. Yeah, I mean, and he's only won one championship there, which I did not realize. Oh, really? I didn't know that either. Yeah, he told us he, it, a lot of almost, you know, bro- broken arm, uh, just, I'm, I'm not actually pulling it up right now, but yeah, he said just a couple, uh, he, he probably should have eight or nine, I think is what he said, but only has one and he wants ah, redemption. Good. Good for him. I, I hope he does well. I mean, dude, Zacho is just one of those good guys that you can't help but not like. hundred percent. Yeah. So, uh, well, Scotty, go ahead. Yeah. And the point I keep bringing back up is the, is the shortened championship. Like, yep. you know, the you've seen a lot of times in the past the one the one guy has a DNF and they but they can still come back and like and Tomac not being the great starter you know he gets a it's there's so many guys that we talked about it he gets a, a couple of six places and a couple of different motos where he doesn't get the good start and then anybody's title so yeah it'll be, it'll be cool yeah um, that's a that's a good point I you know and I I think oh man as strong as as strong as he was. You know, in the Supercross series, I, I think the little the little extra break, you know, between uh, Supercross and, and outdoors now, I think maybe that confidence and some extra work, maybe Tomac's gonna, you know, kind of be able to fix that. I don't, I don't know. You know, that's that's still, you know, up in the air. But that's a really good point. And yeah, I, that's what I'm most excited about. Is like you have to be on your game every single round or you're you're not gonna do well. I'm gonna say Eli's fixed. I think in all aspects, I think for the next what's he got, two or three more years, um I say Eli Eli probably wins three more championships. Can't does he go does he go on a on a roll like Ricky or like Villo, you know, where Villapoto just crushed everybody? I, I could see I could see Eli like winning almost every championship till he retires. Like I just like outdoors it's gonna be very hard to beat him without an injury. And yeah. in Supercross it's pretty damn hard to beat him and he's got it I think he's got it figured out now. Like the mental stuff that we used to give him shit about, he seems to have that fixed now. That's scary. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. That, he he was kind of a you know, I like Eli, but he was kind of a head case. You know? Yeah, That's- yeah. 
But if anybody would, interrupts that, I think really, really interrupts it on a regular basis, I think it's going to be Adam. If he could figure his mental stuff out, you know, if he could stop doing the front-end washes and the little goofy things, he's going to be the guy that maybe takes over. Well, the the one thing that we're doing right now, though, that it seems to always happen is you, as soon as you stop talking about Cooper Webb, he comes oh, in and he Jesus, goes one, yeah. one, 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 one. And Cooper's kind of my guy. Yeah, you just like he can sneak in there, so you never know with him either. Every time we have these conversations, these type of conversations, Sean, I'm like, okay, I get fixated like right now on Eli winning everything, and then somebody mentions another writer. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, Jesus, you know. that Our sport is so freaking awesome right now. It's just so good. And, you know, I don't know if you guys have talked about the 250s either. No, but I not was yet. About this. I was thinking about this earlier. It's like, you know, typically, you know, 250s are – just an absolute shit show sometimes but like <laughs> it's if 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 Tomac is indeed really like he's got his head straight i mean it's it's anybody's kind of game right now i mean zacco can win you know ac if he stays off the ground web i mean do you think oh man i don't even know how to say like if if web's up there and and tomac's up there and they get a good start like do you think Webb has the raw speed to hang with, with Tomac because sometimes Tomac just hangs it out and it's like I think once in a while, not consistently, not yet. Yeah, I think once in a while he does, but Eli puts on those freak show races every once in a while where nobody can go that fast, you know. And Kenny's done it here and there too, and you know, you know, Hurleans does it all the time. So, but I I don't know that I've seen that out of Cooper on a 450 yet. Um to where I would say, yes, consistently he could run that speed with Eli, but I think he's going to do it a bunch. Yeah. Just not well, enough I mean, to win the know, championship. Well, that's well, like you said, just when everyone starts to, to get high on tongue back, that's when Webb, you know, digs exactly. in and starts to, you know, prove himself. Yeah. That's, that's, well, I told Zach, I told Zach a little while ago, I'm a little down on Cooper right now because I texted him twice this week and he didn't answer, which is unusual. So I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not really pulling for for Cooper right this minute because he didn't. He kind of he blew me off. So he's ghosting me right now. Yeah, yeah. He's getting ready for a national. and He did not have time for our show. So, uh, hey Sean, a little a, a little off topic. Um, who do we who do we root for as Icon CBD guys? Who 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 are we pulling for in, under your tent? You sponsor anybody? Yeah, you got anybody under there? Yeah, I've got a I got a couple of local riders um, out here in Colorado. Um, right now, we're doing a, a statewide series. We were just in Alamosa uh, a couple weeks ago. We're coming back to, I want to say, Thunder next week. Okay. Yeah, next week. Uh, yeah, so I've got um, a couple of riders, CJ Shelton. Um, i got Kendall Palladino, Logan Westlake, and uh, Kyle Heimer. Um, just some good kids that just are, you know, excited about racing, excited, excited about repping the brand. And um, that's, that's kind of where I wanted to start with just kind of like grassroots, you know? Yeah. Um, that's I cool, man. That's, I think if you support the, you support the local community, you know, then you can grow into the state and then, you know, the, the region. And then, you know, hopefully if everything goes well into, you know, a larger scale. So it's just, uh, you know, one step at a time and, and uh, getting these guys out on the racetrack, you know? Yeah. Well, good for you, man. I, I really, Again, I appreciate you telling me that, you know, you listen a little bit and 
reaching out and, and you know sharing your product with us and I, I really like it so I'm going to continue to use it um, before we let you go how about give me uh, give me give me your top three 250 riders this weekend at Loretta's this weekend at Loretta's. Um, okay, okay. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I think it's going to be a star Yamaha okay. podium. I think oh, it'll probably be. All three of them. Be, yep, all three of them. All three of them. Only because I'm thinking about it and, like, you know, Geico team, the Geico Honda, they're, mm. they're fast, but without Sexton, you know, on there, I don't. I don't know how J-Mart's going to be. He's been out forever, you know? Carson's um, been good at, at Loretta's. I know he's not. He hasn't been in the pro class a long time, but he's been good at Loretta's. Uh, you know, you know, I think it's a it's a different level, though. It's sure. a different level. Zach's going to be a little bit different. Um, not to take anything away from Geico. Sure. Uh, you know, like, I'm a Honda guy, but I just think with McElrath, um, you know, Cooper and, and Ferrandez, dude, that's a strong team, man. That's going to be hard to beat. It is, man. Um, I hope my boy Michael Mosman's up on the podium this weekend, though. That's that's who I'm uh, – I, I like Dylan a lot. Well, I like all those guys a lot, but Dylan's probably one of my favorite 250 riders. But Moseman is my favorite 250 rider. That's my guy. So, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna be pulling for Mose. Well, wait, uh, so, so what, are your, what are your top threes then? Jeez. Do you want Moseman? Uh, I was hoping you – like, I didn't really want you to ask me that. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Let's go Dylan, McElrath, Moseman. Moseman, okay. Yep. Okay. Scotty, who you got? Um, I, I'm like, kind of the same thing. I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to sleep on Jerry Martin because he went, you know. <laughs> so yeah. so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put him at third. I think he's had too much bad luck to not have some good luck. Okay. And I think he starts strong. So I'll put Jerry Martin in third and then uh, – Justin Cooper in second and Fran just first. I don't think you can argue with your, like you said, those star Yamaha guys. Yeah. And they get starts. Those bikes yep. get starts. Yep. And, oh, and I think Loretta's, I think that track's going to be a little one-lined. So I, I think. Not. I I mean, maybe not. But I think, I don't think if you it start didn't seem that It didn't seem that bad this last weekend at the Amateur Nationals. But, oh, to add this, may have changed. We looked at the weather Sunday and the forecast for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is rain. So. <laughs> oh, it might be a mutter. Yeah, maybe a mudder. I have to get some mud boots before I go. I just well, remembered that. It is rare for a whole week to buy to go to the Reds and not one right, mud race. Right. So maybe it all just comes under the pros. Yeah, so that could change everything. But I'm st- I'm sticking with my uh, I'm sticking with my pick, my three. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah no, I think for Scott's it. Well, that's our picks. Um, you may you don't know this, Sean, because you weren't on air with us earlier. But we're we're giving a set of the 2021 fly light gear away thanks to jason thomas at fly racing and the the way we're doing that is our listeners who want to join have to email us at motoxpodshow at gmail.com and uh, sean feel free to get in on this if you want if you want a set of this gear give us your top three overall 450 and overall 250 guys for loretta's with a handicap or a uh, wild card of 12th place 12th place and then we're gonna do the same thing at Washugal. We'll change the wild card. Let's do it now. What do you want wild card for? Uh, Sean, give us a wild card position for Washugal. Top, top forty. Just pick a you know a spot. Inside, like, do it inside like, the top twenty. Uh, let's go. Let's go thirteenth place. Okay, so for Washugal, thirteenth. So again, if you guys want to send your picks in. For Washugal now, that's fine. We'll pick the winner after Washugal. 
We're going to take all the overall points, and hopefully our system works where we only have one winner. We don't have a tie. <laughs> but uh, if we get if we do have a tie, we'll figure that out. But we're going to give a set of this gear away. So hit us up, MotoXPodShow at, at gmail.com, and we're going to give a set. Man, I, I don't even have this stuff yet, so that's pretty cool. It's a new pant with a bow in the front, no zipper, no latches. Stuff is awesome. Uh, Sean, man, hey, it's really cool to get a chance to, to talk to you, hear about Icon CBD, get your thoughts on the, the moto industry, and um, maybe uh, halfway through Nationals, we'll get you back on here and we'll see where things are at. Yeah, for sure, man. I, I really appreciate you having me on. And, of course. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk again soon. Absolutely. And I'll, uh, like, once I get the show edited and up, I will send you the, the links and I will, uh, I'm going to place an order tonight for some more stuff for my mom. So once again, thank you for reaching out and coming on the show. Awesome. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yep. You got it. Take care. See ya. All right. That is Sean Casey with icon underscore CBD at icon underscore CBD. Excuse me on on uh, Instagram. So you've never used CBD? No, Scotty? but I'm I'm sold now. I've like I've, I pinched a nerve in my back. Yeah. when I was like 18, and it just it's always bothered me. Here's and, the thing: it doesn't hurt. Period. Yeah. It does not hurt. You know, I mean, I'm sure you've tried ice packs and heat packs well, and or aloe vera when you have cuts or whatever. This I'm, stuff. See, for me, the muscles and stuff, I'm feeling a difference. I think I've 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 tried the. Uh, the the CBD drops before yeah so I had never tried that and uh, those they they does it works it just kind of you know it's like he said you don't notice it until you don't have it but yeah I've 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 also I'm I'm not a I'm not a big pill guy like I'm not either I really like I really try to stay away from like even like I might take the occasional ibuprofen or yeah but, yeah but I don't I don't want to get on some medicine with all these disclaimers and all these side <laughs> effects and and i don't i don't really want to go have surgery on it at right 29 because those surgeries don't last forever so i'm definitely going to give that a, a, a shot i'm going to use that moto 10 code yeah i'm going to i'm going to try all caps i'm going to try some of that and then we know we'll talk about it after that yeah yeah definitely like give it a, a few weeks and see if you notice a difference yeah. like i seriously doubt that in the two days i've been using it on my ribs that it's made a difference. It it may just be that my ribs weren't hurt as bad as they felt like they were Sunday, but it is absolutely making a difference in my neck, which always hurts. Yeah, absolutely always hurts. And my lower back, I've been putting it there too because my lower back's a problem. I've just I have back and neck neck issues yeah. as I mentioned that I are mean, just I, I don't, hereditary. It's just the way it is. I think you take ten motocross guys that have been in it for ten plus years, yeah. and I. Nine out of ten are going to say that. So Definitely, I think it's good that he's. I think that's a good platform for him, and I think I hope everything goes well and we start seeing his some icon logos because you saw yeah. the on the on the little CBD uh, the uh, the tough blocks and the supercross CBD MD yeah. CBD MD. So maybe we can get yeah. him in there too. Yeah, that'd be cool if he could get to that point. Um, let's thank our sponsors again. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor. Shock Socks, All Sport Dynamic Wrist Braces. Let's talk about. I, I haven't really given a breakdown of some of these sponsors in a while. If you guys are relatively new to the sport. All Sport Dynamic wrist braces are the ultimate wrist brace technology. Um, people complain sometimes when they see the price that they're pretty expensive, but these are basically they advertise these as the helmet for your wrist. And you you don't if you haven't broken a wrist, you need these. If you have broken a wrist, you need these. There's something I will use every time I go ride. There's a, no doubt in my mind they saved my wrist numbers of times. 
Um, they're, they're awesome, man. Just hit, hit me up if you want any info. DarksideMX3 at AOL.com. Uh, guys like Adam Cincirillo, Weston Pike, Joey Savacci, um, McElrath, I believe, wears them. A, a number of riders wear them. Forkner wore them for a while. They, they're just they're unparalleled in protection. They are as good. The, the reason they're as expensive as they are is because they are that good. So uh, hit me up, man, if you're interested. Blood lubricant oil lines, obviously. Uh, promo code Moto Moto X. Use pr- promo code Moto X save. Fly Racing, Power Band Racing if you have WP Suspension. Cherubis USA, we're going to probably do another giveaway with the Cherubis pretty soon. X-Brand Goggles, new stuff is coming. Just be patient. Williams Moto Works. And Extreme Colors, man, he's still painting helmets. Uh, I mentioned a while back that he was changing his price, but I think I saw him advertise the other day that they're still two ninety five. Very hard to beat, Scotty, for a custom-painted helmet, $295. Yeah, I've never had one. I need to try that out. You do? Yeah. I, I could probably talk to him and get you a, a deal. Since you're part okay. of the show now, because he's painted two or three for me for nothing, so that's cool. Um, I, I I can't say that he'll do it for free for you, but we'll, uh, we'll talk mean, to him. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, expect we'll talk to him, but uh, we'll get you we'll get you hooked up with Kirk. Uh, guys, go to Patreon.com if you can support the show. There's a bunch of you that are already doing it. I just emailed everybody on Patreon yesterday about a possible contest for those guys. I want to give them an opportunity to uh, to interview to come on here basically through the phone line. That sounds that sounds really stupid. Like, like, like it's some new technology, but and to interview the writer of their choice within reason. I, I told those guys, you know, I don't have a connection with Eli and Jason Anderson and Kenny Roxon, but the guys that are on our show regularly, if they want to interview them, I'm going to give them 15 minutes to do an interview with them. They can ask the questions they want. Uh, we're we're going to pick a winner through our Patreon supporters. We really appreciate those guys, you know, giving us their hard earned money to allow us to keep doing the show. Um. Fly racing contest. I'm just looking at my notes. I think that's everything. You got anything, Scotty? Um, we talked about it a little bit off air last time. Just kind of something to look forward to. I'm going to still kind of thinking about those. It's still kind of in the developmental stage, but I'm going to try to start doing like a kind of like a, a track almanac. Yep. Where I mean, I ride just about every weekend. So um, we're going to put it on the YouTube channel. So look forward to a little bit of you know just kind of talking about how the track was that day. Sure. What the jumps were like and content, content, just, content. just content. So kind of keep an eye out for that on the YouTube page. And then uh, we also said that hopefully TJ's going <laughs> to teach me how to uh, use the cameras. Work work this huge little board over here. Yeah. So learn this buttons. Huge so little board. Huge little board. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't uh, little board with lots of buttons. Yeah. Exactly. Little board, big buttons. Yeah. yeah there you go. So we'll learn how to use that, and then hopefully we'll start getting some of these live again. So look forward to that. Definitely. Um, so anyway, support our sponsors. Uh, Blood Lubricants is a big one. He sent Jeff sending us some stuff to give away. Uh, and like I said, at the end of the year, I know I keep saying this, I, I want to have more of our listeners use our code than Kiefer does. That would be awesome for us because Kiefer's huge. Everybody loves Kiefer. So please use promo code MotoX at bloodlubricants.com. And I plan on getting some content this weekend at the National. There's a lot of rules and stipulations, but I'm going to do my best to get some content and put up something on YouTube once I get back. So stay tuned for that. Other than that, guys, we are out of here. Talk to you guys next week. 